Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our toll-free number, it's 800-823-8255. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy, talking about yarding. And as I promised, she is with us on this New Year's Eve. He couldn't say, easy, easy, easy. Wow. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait. They're so excited this morning. Great way to end the uh, end the year and, of course, to kind of kick off the year as well. It's time for Are You Herbally Experienced with our CCP CMH Appalachian Herbal Scholar, maker of strange potions, a part-time witch. Doctor. Doctor. She's the original barefoot gardener. Ladies and gentlemen, her website, abouteating.com. Rita Nader Heikenfeld. There was a little chant in there. Is there? Yeah, it was read up, read. I could hear it in the background. <laughs> I thought they were just saying Ron Wilson. Ron no, they Wilson. They were saying read up, read up. We were, we were uh, not were. I shouldn't say were. That's past tense. We are a good duet, don't you think? We were. <laughs> what I just said. That was a slip <laughs> of the tongue. <laughs> wow. We'll see what 2023 holds for us. But I have to tell you a couple things first. Um, Dick from Dayton, I absolutely love hearing him. What, just what an optimistic person. Yep. Just so fun to hear him every week. And yep. just, um, I'd love to meet him too. So if he ever gets down there, you let me know and I'll, I'll be in the crowd. How's that? So if we, when we know that he's actually going to come to the studios, we'll have, uh, have everybody here. That would be great. So everybody, everybody can get to meet him. So yeah, but Buggy uh, Joe too. Buggy, we'll try. Well, I don't know. It's hard to get Joe down here. I don't know what the deal is. Rita's easy to. She'll come down, but I don't know. Joe's just tough sometimes, isn't he? He is, and you know, it's funny. I was trying to think how many years you and I um, have celebrated opening the year with the show. It's been pretty many years, and I've usually gone down there, but the past couple, because of COVID, we've done it by phone. Yep, uh, yep. And it's not, not quite as much fun because it's fun having you in here. And, of course, you always bring good things as well. So, But having you on the phone is second second best, and we'll take second best if that's all we can get. 
That sounds good to me, Mr. Wilson. So, so Rita Heikenfeld, do you do uh, New Year's resolutions? You know, um, I used to, but like you, I never wrote them down. It was sort of in my head. And now, yes and no, I think about it more than more than I put it in practice. Like I think, oh, well, I'm going to maybe exercise more or what, you know, that kind of thing. But this year I think what I'm going to do, um, and it may be because I'm just getting a little more mature in age, I decided that I'm going to reach out more to family and friends who I haven't spoken with because I have a huge, huge family. Um, and sometimes you lose track of time and you think, oh, my gosh, I haven't talked to my niece in, uh, you know, a few months. So that's my New Year's resolution, just to, you know, reach out to more people who I love. So, Wow. That's a good How one. How does that sound? I, can I share that with you? Yes. I, I might it. reach out to you more, too. I need, I need to do that. As, I, seriously, <laughs> I think there's a lot of us that probably need to do that, but I'm, I'm guilty of that as well, so... Uh, hopefully I can, yeah, I like that one. I'm, I'm actually writing that down. Well, good. Because so. we all get so busy. And I think after COVID too, we all got so sequestered that, you know, you sort of get used to being in your little nest and then, um, like a little bird, it's sometimes hard to, to, you know, venture out again. So that's my new year's resolution. Well, I, and I like it. I think it's very, very, very good. And that's, that is you Rita Heikenfeld. You think? I think. Talking with Rita Heikenfeld, her website is abouteating.com. Her, one of her other New Year's resolutions, which she's not going to mention here, she'll hopefully cast less spells on people in 2023. Oh, no, because the spells I cast are good. Oh, they are? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, not all never of them. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> so let's never look, mind. Let's look at now your recipe for today was the, uh, ver- the uh, marinated mozzarella. Yeah. And, and Joe was not, it was off this week, so wasn't able to get it posted. So we'll get that up there for everybody next week. Um, but it looks very, very good. But we'll have that up there. But again, what's still up there is the uh, dinner dessert that you did, the Ruth Lyons coffee cake. Oh, yeah. You know, um, such an iconic coffee cake. And, and there's a, a lovely story that goes with that. And those of us who grew up in this area, um, Tri State, know about Ruth Lyons. She had a show on. I, it was, I forget channel what five. channel. Channel 5, yeah. And for years and years, a talk show. And she just had all kinds of famous people come through, including Bob Hope, et cetera. Um, but there was a couple recipes. There were a couple recipes attributed to her. One was this coffee cake, and there's different versions of it. The one that I shared is a pretty plain coffee cake, not overly sweet. It's got a little bit of streusel, but perfect for this time of year, I think, when we're all so crazy busy and it's, sort of nice just to sit down in the afternoon with a cup of tea or coffee and maybe invite a friend over and, and have a, a slice of cake, uh, sort of to regroup, so to speak. But that's a lovely recipe, too, so as for any time. As you're retouching base with uh, friends and family that you haven't talked to for a while, this, uh, this could be something you take with you. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because when you sit down, with, especially with a cup of tea, I always think it makes you sit down and and be a little more calm because you've got the hot tea and coffee as well. Just sit there and, and again, it's a, it's a nice time just to sit and reflect maybe. Now, what is that What is that do you put in the mushroom? Is it the mushrooms or what's the blue stuff you put in the tea? The blue? Yeah. Um, that is the, oh gosh. Doesn't that, doesn't that calm you down too? Yes. It's the, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name I'm of sorry, it. I'm sorry, I didn't uh, mean to Butterfly throw you. blue pea powder, yeah. Yes. Um, that does, that's great for your immune system. 
um, and it turns the, the water a lovely blue. And then the chaga mushroom, too. Uh, my friends Bert and Bob brought me from uh, Canada or, or Maine, upper Maine, <clears throat> and that's a, uh, it's like a fungus that grows on a tree, and it looks like bark, and they grind it up, and it's really wonderful, too. So mushrooms are going to be huge this year, by the way, talking about um, foods that are going to be in the news and that people are going to embrace. Well, let's do that. Let's talk about trends for 2023 because I've been doing some research trying to find out what the gardening trends are going to be and, of course, gardening resolutions. I Googled that a couple of days ago, and it's amazing. I mean, come, come, you know, people have posted what their New Year's gardening resolutions are going to be, and it's pretty crazy. But, you know, a couple of things to tie in with you. One is that I saw that both a trend and a lot of folks saying New Year's resolution is growing more Asian foods, growing more that, you know, for Asian cooking. Oh, yeah, um, and especially when you think of, of the Asian greens, um, really high in nutrients, and, um, and then even, oh, I'm trying to think again, too, the, uh, it's like a cabbage. It'll come to me in a moment. But, yeah, the Asian food is really healthy for you, too, because they don't concentrate so much on the meat protein, but the vegetables and then the seasonings. So I and and it's quick to fix too. So I think that would be a good resolution for us all to follow. Plus, it looks so colorful on the plate; just makes you want to eat, you know, a little healthier. And I, the Kitazawa Kitazawa catalog out of uh, California is still one of the best. I usually print one of those out for you every year to go through. They, they, if you go through that, the seeds that they have available. Of course, for Asian, all kinds of Asian greens and gourds and you name it, they've got it. But it's Kitazawa, and I'll, I'll get that posted for folks later, but uh, I'll get you another copy. that I, I think I give you – don't I give you one of those every year? Yes, you do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I, I noticed that the shisho was in there and the bitter, uh, the bitter melon and all kinds of foods that maybe in, in herbs that people aren't familiar with that they're going to experiment with. Yeah, that's a lovely catalog. So many um, Foods and veggies and herbs that I never heard of, so it's just a fun read as well. Now you mentioned shiso, S H I S O, and a lot of folks don't. That's that is perilla, and then now some folks are saying perilla. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, I plant that in the uh, as my flower, um, but that is one of the Asian greens that uh, is becoming more and more popular all the time. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's beautiful, and it, it's an annual, but it sells seeds everywhere, and it's the edible form of perilla, and um, it, it's got a lot of calcium and iron in it, and in China they use it for actually use it for upper respiratory ailments. But it's got a great spicy flavor. And the purple perilla, if you go to the store and buy a, a jar of kimchi and it's it's pinkish like that, probably they put purple uh, perilla in it, the shiso. But it's really delicious and it's quite spicy, and very easy to grow. So that would be a good one for folks. And I, I guess we'll have to do some research, but the perilla that like Magilla perilla and vanilla perilla, mm-hmm. which are the ornamental uh, perillas, mm-hmm. are I don't are those edible? Not that I know of. Okay. Um, this and this the shiso is actually a member of the mint family. Mm-hmm. So, but they are you know in that great big family of perillas. So, um, and you know the leaves look a little bit like sort of the Magilla, uh, the perilla right. that you know the ornamental ones. If you look, they're sort of. Um, jaggedy but they're really beautiful and and the aroma after a rain if you walk past it is just really spicy talking with rita heikenfeld her website is abouteating.com we'll take a break we come back we're talking herbal trends 2023 and some food trends as well uh again with rita heikenfeld here in the garden with ron wilson how is your garden growing 
Call Ron now at 1-800-823-TALK. You're listening to In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Wilson here for Onkers, a natural pain reliever handmade in the USA since 1982. Aids the body's natural healing process, eases pain from a variety of aches, sore muscles and joints, arthritis, cold, sinus, allergies, flu, headaches, and so much more. I've been using Onkers for years to help relieve my aches and pains, especially my sore feet. To order or find a retailer near you, visit Onkers.com. That's U-N-K-E-R-S.com. Get yourself Onkered. Jaws, the Just Add Water System, has the right cleaning solution for every room in your home. And Jaws reusable spray bottles are the right solution to reduce single-use plastic bottles. Jaws bottles and refill pods of concentrated cleaner are the future of cleaning, saving storage space and protecting the environment. The glass cleaner, one of my favorites, but you have to try their bathroom and multi-purpose cleaners and the new cream cleanser. They give you that same streak-free shine. Free shipping when you try the ultimate kit, JawsCleans.com. Well, our friends at Awesome are working hard to make your cleaning jobs easier. Awesome works to remove gunk and goo caused by biofilm buildup in jetted bathtubs, spas, swimming pools, washing machines, garbage disposals, and shower drains. Black flakes, bad odors, and slow drains are history when the power of Awesome is unleashed. Awesome is non-corrosive, septic safe, and works fast. I've been using Awesome in my home with great results for years. Proudly made in the USA. Get it clean. Keep it clean. Get Awesome. A-H-H-S-O-M-E dot com. DecorativeCeilingTiles.net is a beautiful way to cover up existing damaged or boring ceilings or walls or to truly enhance the look of your home. They have everything from decorative ceiling tiles to wall panels to faux wood beams, stone and brick and so much more not only do they pride themselves on their excellent products but you'll also find they have excellent customer service second to none plain to beautiful in just hours that's decorativeceilingtiles.net and for a limited time use code gary for 10 percent off Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Special guest this morning, as we have done for many years, to uh, finish out the year and start the new year off on the right foot. Rita Nader Heikenfeld. Her website is abouteating.com. And of course, we call this Are You Herbally Experienced? Talking about some of the uh, trends for 2023 that we're seeing. Look at some of the food trends that are out there. You had mentioned mushrooms earlier, uh, going to be more and more popular all the time. What's with the butterboards? Oh, these are so fun. Here we are talking about healthy foods. And everybody's trying to get on the, you know, healthy um, food wagon. The butterboard, this is so fun. What you do is you take some uh, good high-quality butter and you get it to room temperature and you just slather it really quickly like on a, on a wooden cutting board or a pizza peel. And then you top it with herbs or spices. Some people smear jam on it, some garlic, like roasted garlic, nuts, hot honey and hot Foods are hot, sweet foods are in the trend too. They call them spicy foods because you have sweet and spicy together. 
Um, just about anything goes, and then you just uh, let folks have a, a knife and just smear it on some good bread or crackers. It's really fun. Not the most locale, <laughs> but what a fun conversational piece, too. Just have a big butterboard in the uh, middle of the table, and wow, it's it's just fun. I was watching one of the morning shows the other day, and they were talking about the, the butterboard thing, and I, I, I was like, what are they talking about? And then when I got your uh, your email about the the trends for 2023, there was the butterboard. So now I understand what I, I could get into that because I love butter. Oh God, who does I do too. Yeah, on a good piece of bread. Yeah, there's just I mean butter's okay. Like Julia Child, <clears throat> excuse me, always said nothing wrong with butter. Yeah, enough said. And now Rita mm-hmm. said it. So there you go. But butterboards <laughs> hot for 2023. Spicy mm-hmm. food, sweet and spicy together. Mushrooms. Um, functional foods. Oh yeah, the functional foods. Are, um, they were in the tr- in the uh, on the list last year. They're like immunity boosting foods, Mr. Wilson. Um, like the the probiotic foods, like just about anything fermented that on their own offer good um, <clears throat> health qualities. Like you don't have to add anything to them. And you think of yogurt, um, even sauerkraut. Um, all those probiotic foods, too. And then the whole grains, too, um, those are, some of those are what we call the prebiotics. Those are, I always simplistically say, those are the, the foods that feed the probiotics. Those are like the high-fiber foods. So those are going to be um, in the news, too, and just because everybody's trying to stay healthier this year. And then there was one herb. Did you see that, the, the list that I sent you, the salicornia? Yes. I have no idea what and, that is. A.K.A. Samphire. Yes. You know, it's so funny. I grew Samphire. I got it from Judy Lewis. You remember her. She oh, had yeah. a lovely herb farm in, in Adams County, and she grew some weird things. And it's called salicornia, and it's an asparagus-like superfood. It looks sort of like a – it looks to me um, – oh, I don't know. It, it looks like a little bit of like asparagus, I guess. And it grows along the coast of Asia, Europe, and, and some parts of America. And it grows along the, the coast where there's uh, salt water, and so it takes up some of the, the good minerals in the salt water. And um, now they are drying it and selling it, and they're calling it green salt. And um, it's really lovely. I grew it, and in order to sort of replicate its environment, uh, when I watered it, I watered it with a little bit of salt water. But it's a lovely green, and, you know, it has, as far as if you're trying to cut down on sodium with regular table salt or other salts, try. It's called Samphire. Sometimes they've got a lot of names for it. But if you just Google salicornia, you'll find a whole lot of companies selling it in dry form. And, again, a healthy substitute for salt. And that's spelled S-A-L-I-C-O-R-N-I-A, salicornia. Yeah. Um, and you can look that up and uh, see where you can find it. Also called green salt. So I'm sure if you Google green salt, um, that'll that'll come up for you as well. And then of course it's the end of the 2022 and going into 2023. Lucky foods for the new year. Oh, oh my gosh! Do you have one? Uh, we always do the pork and sauerkraut, and then I do uh, herring. I eat lots of herring on New Year's oh, Day. Oh yes, herring. I would. Uh, yeah, don't invite me to that party. I'm not crazy about herring. You, do you like the, the pickled herring or the creamed? I like the pickled in the wine sauce, not the cream. I like the cream, but I no, I go with the pickled one. Oh, yeah. That, Love that, it. That makes sense. I need a whole jar oh. by myself. Oh, merciful Lord. No. Yeah, I know. We always um, have some, some kind of pork because that's always good luck. Anything that's green because, it, you know, the analogy there is money. 
um, like peas and, and anything that's abundant, like when you eat it, like peas and beans, lots of beans and peas, those um, symbolize coins or wealth. Um, and anything green, again, prosperity is, is good. So I guess it depends on what ethnic group you're from. Um, and the Lebanese, we, we usually have our baklava, our bitlewa, we call it, mm-hmm. and that's our sort of our lucky food, but I don't think it's truly a lucky food. I think just, that's just our family tradition. But I'm sure Mr. Heikenfeld has you doing some type of pork tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yeah. And usually, I, now I haven't done sauerkraut for a while. I did it a, uh, about a month ago. And I'll, I will just do, usually along with the other food, like a pork tenderloin, just roast it with maybe some spices. But, yeah, pork is always good. And, you know, it's the other white meat. It's good for you, lots of good protein, and um, not like they used to. I think Marilyn Harris, one of our former colleagues, used to say they re-engineered the pig several decades ago, and they made it a lot less lean, a lot less fat. So when you cook pork, you, there's not that nice layer of fat that we all used to love. So you use herbs and spices to to give it some flavor, and then you're good to go. By the way, I was out looking for our uh, our uh, pork roast yesterday, and they were out. I had to shop the three different stores before I finally found one. It was kind of crazy. Rita Heikenfeld, always a pleasure. Her website is abouteating.com. I look forward to uh, speaking and spending more time with you again on our show and maybe doing talks together or whatever uh, in 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Green thumb or not, Ron can help at 1-800-823-TALK. This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Gary Sullivan here from my friends at Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. Do you have a few plumbing issues around the house you've been meaning to fix, like dripping faucets, slow drains, or maybe a garbage disposal that hums more than it works? When it comes to plumbing, those little annoyances can turn into big problems if you let them go too long. Roto-Rooter's licensed and experienced plumbers can fix any size plumbing problem, so give them a call, 1-800-GET-ROTO, or schedule an appointment at rotorooter.com. Hey, Gary Selvin here. It's the season we spend so much more time inside our home breathing trapped, recycled indoor air, and that's not healthy. So now with our Easy Breathe ventilation system providing air exchanges, we don't have to worry. We have cleaner, fresher indoor air for when our family and grandkids visit. Take charge of your indoor air quality. Call 866-822-7328 today. Ask about the Easy Breathe end of year savings. That's 866-822-7328 or visit easybreathe.com. Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. As I promised, she is with us this morning. Who is she, you say? 
I'll just play it plain and simple. There you go. She is our state apiarist, our state entomologist. She is our queen bee, we call her, from the Ohio Department of Agriculture. Ladies and gentlemen, Barbie Lecture. Good morning. I never had a standing ovation before. Oh, you have to. I bet you have in all the talks and all the classes you've given. I'm sure you have. Somewhere down the road. And I know in some of the hives out there that the bees have probably given you standing ovations as well. Yes, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they yeah, have. They're saying, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Barbie Bletcher, for coming out and taking care of us. <laughs> Talking with Barbie Bletcher, she's our queen bee. So why do we have Barbie Bletcher on today? Well, there's twofold. One is there's an article we posted on our website. Uh, bees are starving. Um, uh, they're robbing hives as their keepers do everything to save them. Uh, it's from CNN uh, article that uh, uh, Barb and I have been talking about, and it's a very serious situation. Wanted to get her input on that, and also talk about, of course, the weather that we experienced uh, uh, a week ago, yesterday, and today. How that affected our bees, and um, she's got some good things about uh, some uh, other things for the for kids getting involved as well. So, first of all, let's get started with the uh, situation down in Florida with the hurricane and all. Not good for the bees. No, I, I've talked to some of our, we have quite a few uh, commercial beekeepers who take their bees down to Florida um, for for the winter. And a couple of them have already told me that there is very little um, Brazilian pepper left in certain parts of central Florida. I mean, the, the flowers are just ripped right off the plants because of the hurricane. So, so they go down there to... Just for that pollination, right? Is you know our bees. I'm sorry, our, our bees up here. As soon as things stop flowering, which is you know early, early October at the latest, as long as it's still warm, the bees are still flying, and they're still active and they're still eating food. So you move your bees down south where there's food for them, just to keep them from starving, and then you get them down there, and and uh, the the really the only plant that's flowering in any you know, any abundance is the Brazilian pepper. Mm-hmm. And so if it's been damaged from the storm, there's nothing for them. Mm. So they so do they bring them back? And, of course, let no, me, it, let, it's just too expensive. Okay, okay. So, uh, you know, you, you so we have their face with that, obviously, because of the lack of the flowers for them to feed on. And then, of course, before that happened and what caused the flowers to go away, the hurricane, of course, just devastated hives as well. And from what I was I was understanding, too, that a lot of folks had already taken their hives there before yeah. the hurricane hit and then, of course, lost them thanks to the hurricane. Washed them away. They're floating down the, down the river. Actually, they don't float very well at all. <laughs> they, I, I would imagine. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're lightweight. They, they got, I guess they would float for a while. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so... They- so they fall apart, so we'll have you know at least two boxes, and the, the boxes come apart, and and uh, they then they start to sink. The water will go up inside. Interesting. So so we got this double whammy. So we we're in Florida. We've got no flowers for them to feed on for the folks that have taken the hives down there. Plus the ones that survived. Plus the hurricane came through and wiped out. I'm sure millions of bees at that point. And then we back up before the hurricane. And of course we have the drought going on, the dried up Mississippi river. Uh, that was causing problems as well. I mean, how do you feel right now as far as the bee populations 
as we go into 2023? Well, you know, I, I was cautiously optimistic um, before I read that article and before we had our subarctic uh, blast here last week. Now I'm I'm much more concerned. Um, usually, you know, the the colonies that are moved out of Ohio and moved down south, they do better, but uh, may not be may not be the case this year. So you know, those those big beekeepers. I mean, not in size, but <laughs> those big beekeepers who who can move their bees south, um, they usually come back and their colonies are strong. But that may not be the case if they can't find food so what they have to do is they have to buy sugar and buy fondant and and syrup and and feed them until they can find something else to bloom crazy and of course and we had our our uh, minus 27 degree temperatures right <laughs> so now i i looked at some data and even down down your way they had um you know minus temperatures with the uh, wind chill well, so let, let, let's back up to that then. I was going wanted to address that as far as how does that affect our bees. You know, we've got all this other stuff going on and climate change, et cetera, et cetera, that's affecting the bees. Then last week we come through and most of the United States was hit with this blast. I mean, as it came across, it wasn't just us. I mean, everybody was hit pretty much. Um, twofold. One is we addressed wind chill factor, how that's not a factor for plants. But is wind chill? It's a factor for you and me and the pets and the and the livestock. Is the wind chill factor a factor for bees? And then, of course, the lower temperatures, actual temperature. How low can it go before it really takes its toll on bees? I think the the killer with the bees is that it was warm the week before, so bees will cluster and they can keep the core where the queen is you know where i am and where my children are right they'll keep that at 95 degrees by buzzing their wings 95 and degrees it, yes that, that, that just <laughs> amazes <tropical>. me <laughs> but the you know the worker bees they have to be eating a lot of honey to have the energy to keep that you know that core warm so it was warm the, the week before, so, so they were moving around eating honey. And then all of a sudden we had this freezing temperature. Um, I don't know how much the wind chill itself affects them um, because that wind chill has to go, the wind is going through the boxes. Uh, but they do have to work that much harder because the outside, the outside of that colony is going to be colder just because of the wind. Right. So they have to work that much harder to to keep that core warm. And of course the bees on the outside of that cluster, they get very cold. So they'll slowly move to the inside and bees are nice and toasty on the inside of that core cluster, they'll keep moving out. So the bees are constantly moving, but they eat so much honey to have that energy. So it's it's because it was warm and then cold that they may not have clustered tightly. Mm -hmm. um, in time and then fortunately it was only only cold <laughs> for a week so if it had continued if we have two weeks of sub-zero you know below zero temperatures that's what kills colonies they can handle it for a week but after that you know any honey near the near the cluster is gone so then they have to move out and they won't leave the queen to 
you know, spread out to find honey. Right. And that's what kills them. Okay. Talking about Barbie Bletcher, she is our state apiarist and, of course, our state entomologist here in the state of Ohio. Uh, from the Ohio Department of Agriculture, talking about the bees and how they've been affected by the hurricanes and the droughts and the climate change and, of course, now the sudden drops in temperatures. Let's take a quick break. We come back. We'll continue talking about this bee rotation and how they come through. We'll, we'll, we'll find out more from Barbie Bletcher here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson. Ron Wilson here for Onkers, a natural pain reliever handmade in the USA since 1982. Aids the body's natural healing process, eases pain from a variety of aches, sore muscles and joints, arthritis, cold, sinus, allergies, flu, headaches, and so much more. I've been using Onkers for years to help relieve my aches and pains, especially my sore feet. To order or find a retailer near you, visit Onkers.com. That's U-N-K-E-R-S.com. Get yourself Onkered. Looking for an easy way to boost your home's curb appeal? Well, let me give you a tip. A new Clopay garage door can transform your home and be installed by a pro in less than a day. From the classic charm of a carriage house door to sleek, modern designs in steel and wood, a Clopay garage door will refresh your home and increase its value. Browse a wide selection of door styles and find a Clopay dealer near you by visiting clopaydoor.com. Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson, special guest this morning, Barbie Belletcher, our queen bee from the state of Ohio. She is our state apiarist, and of course, uh, we thank the Ohio Department of Agriculture for allowing Barbie to be on our show and keep us updated about those uh, those honeybees. I, I, you know, talking about the climate change and how that affects, and we don't we don't think about the bees. It's kind of the last thing we think about. Some of us do think about the bees. No, but not me, yeah. I think about the bees, but we don't, you know, when hurricanes come through or when it's a drought or whatever, the cold temperatures, you don't think too much about it. But I know we do, and it's a serious situation. Aren't there honeybees in pretty much all the states? And if so, what do they do in the colder states to get them through the winter? Well, you know, we have colonies up in Kelly's Island, up here in uh, in uh, northern Ohio. They have uh, so up in uh, Canada, although te- te- um, usually in um, Canada, they either move themselves or they, they die and they start over again. Not all of them. So the bees have to cluster. And this uh, one beekeeper from Ontario sent me a picture. These colonies were buried in uh, snow. The snow was up over the top of the colonies. So he basically leaves them like a little periscope so they get air coming up. Right. Just so he remembers where the colonies are, and they're they're buried under the snow. Interesting. So the snow actually acts as a, a protection for them, an insulated barrier. But you know, our problem is that they they would suffocate. 
So you have to find some way to allow air to get down there so they don't suffocate. Yeah, and, and again, the, the the snow, 32 degrees, so it really, I mean, that's that's a great thing. It's just as long as they can make sure they could get in, they could get the air coming through. I had sent you pictures several years ago. I don't know if you remember this or not. Uh, beekeepers in Alaska where they had done the straw bales or hay bales. Yes. And built that around the, to, and of course, that's a great insulator. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do that too here. I was going to say. beekeepers do that. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, do, do people do that? I mean, it seems to me the investment of five, six, seven, ten bucks a bale would be worth mm-hmm. it to build that around there to try to protect them over the winter time. Yeah, and then the key is to put them around the, the, the back three sides and leave the front open because you don't want to have mice living in that in the straw and then getting into the hive. Um, and they need a little bit of air just, um, again, just for ventilation. But yeah, putting you know a stack of straw on three sides is wonderful. I, for, I forgot you about. You always want to face your hives away from the wind. I forgot about the uh, the mice because they they'll go after the bees. Oh, they love beehives. Oh, really? <laughs> they love it. It's warm and cozy. There's all kinds of food. There's protein and sheets. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> Do they eat the bees too? Oh yeah, yeah. They'll really? eat the bee and the comb and, and everything. So if that's the case, then what about when if you would use like that foam? I'm sure you guys have gone through all this stuff, but I just think about this every winter. The foam insulation that you would make panels out of it to go around the hive just as a protection. Yeah, we, we do that. I've done that. Um, I've actually had the most success by putting a block of foam insulation inside of the outer cover. So you add extra like a short box on top. Then you put a big block of styrofoam, insulation foam, and then your outer cover. So you have a space in there where if you had to put some food in, you could. And that insulation helps absorb excess moisture. So you have that little extra space to build the hive to put your food in. You don't have to get into the hive to add food. You just put the food on top. But I'm a hobby beekeeper. Commercial beekeepers aren't going to do that. They have a migratory lid on, and those bees are, you know, they're in or they're out. <laughs> They well, don't. They don't baby them like like we do. Right. Talking to RB Blitz. Yeah, you can put. Go ahead. Yeah, you can wrap them. We have beekeepers that wrap their hives um, with burlap, or they use the insulation foam on three sides or four sides. So there's there's all kinds of things that beekeepers can do, but some are effective and some are not so effective. What 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 is the cover that doesn't Nina Bagley make some kind of a cover for? She does, and I'm not allowed to, to advertise her, but well, she uh, she makes these beautiful um, um, outer, basically, it's like a almost like a blanket made out of tarp, and uh, they have some netting in there, some screening, so they get insulation, and right. they they work very well. So that's another way of taking because I've seen pictures of what she has done. Yeah, with those. yeah, they're they're very nice looking. If you only have a few hives or something. Right. Right. Um, although I think she covered, she has like 300 colonies and she covered them all. 300? Yeah. Whoa. So she is a queen bee breeder. I would imagine with, if, if we're looking at extensive losses here over the wintertime, she'll be kind of busy next spring. She'll be busy. She had been, she has colonies in a cemetery in central Ohio and she had 35 nukes there and she said all but two were alive there. So most of those were alive. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, the the worst is still ahead because they, I mean, they're consuming a lot of honey. 
And it's going to be 70, you know, in some parts of Ohio next week. So Yeah, well, that's that's my next thing. So we've gone through this this up and down. And, of course, last week was horrible, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So now we're looking next week. And, of course, as you've told me, you get a, a sunny day above 50 degrees. Guess who's back out again? Yeah, they're flying. They're going to make their BPs. And um, I think it's good for them because they can move around. They can find honey in other parts of the hive. And then if it gets cold, they have to shrink back into that tight cluster around the queen so 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 the warm-up can be a good thing for them yeah just that they're going to eat a lot of honey other than the fact they're going to eat to make darn sure you have plenty of of honey on those hives and then of course if you if you're high if the beekeeper looks and the hive is running out of honey you have to supplement yeah you can buy fondant which is you know it's basically a cake fondant you could put fondant on there um any kind of a liquid is probably not going to work because it will freeze, except when it's, you know, warmer. But we can put, you know, fondant. We make candy bricks and sugar bricks. It's all different versions of, of sugar. You can take a, a four-pound bag of just granulated sugar, poke a few holes in it, and put it on top of your inner cover so then you have that space in there. Um, and the moisture, you know, coming out of the hive because the bees are, you know, breathing. So mm-hmm. there's condensation there that extra moisture is absorbed by the sugar and the bees will crawl crawl up in there and they'll eat that entire bag of sugar you'll come in there in the spring and the bag will be there but it'll be completely empty wow completely hollow very cool talking with barbie butcher she's our state apiarist our state entomologist from the Ohio department of agriculture um you gave us a list of books if folks want to do more reference reading about bees and beekeeping um, that's posted on our website at ronwilsononline.com, and we appreciate you giving us that. Um, a complete list of magazines, helpful websites. Um, so, again, January, February, you can learn more about bees, even if you're not a beekeeper, learn more about it. And, of course, um, are there scholarships still available, or are we giving those out already? Uh, yeah, I think they're still available. Um, I think the deadline is coming up here, but not yet. Right. So, yeah, um, a lot of clubs offer scholarships to um, to kids trying to stay away from my coughing dog. <laughs> um, the Central Ohio Beekeepers has a, a youth scholarship as well. And I think they're giving away, oh, I forgot now, five or six. I think so, you, you had told me eight. Eight, that's it. Eight scholarships. Yeah, kids. Eight scholarships for students. Yeah, kids 11 to 18. It's the Central Ohio Beekeepers. You can go to their website, centralohiobeekeepers.org. Obviously, you have to be in the state of Ohio, but um, uh, they have that available for you, so be sure and check it, that out. Again, centralohiobeekeepers.org. Check out the links that she has uh, posted as well. And then, of course, they'll all have classes over the wintertime that you'll be able to go to, attend, sign up early because they, they seem like they're selling out quickly or filling up quickly um, as more and more folks get more and more involved with uh, wanting to learn more about bees. Again, even if they're not a beekeeper, um, just learning more about them. And some reason we're we're county. we're losing you. Oh, there, I'm sorry. There you, you are. Can you be better now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ohio State Beekeepers has a website, and they have all the classes um, that are offered um, around the state of Ohio for beekeeping, or your local county may may also. 
Yeah, so be sure to check these out. Again, you'll find this entire list and all the links on our website at ronwilsononline.com. Scroll down. You'll also find the Bees Are Starving article from uh, CNN uh, posted on there for you as well, so be sure to check that one too. Barbie Bletcher, we really appreciate it. Um, Have a happy new year, a safe new year. We look forward to talking more with you and learning more about our bees in 2023. Thank you for supporting the bees. Our pleasure. Barbie Bletcher, our queen bee, state apiarist, state entomologist from the Ohio Department of Agriculture. Be sure to check out all those books and learn more about them. It's just fun just to learn more about them. You learn more about them. um, Sometimes helps in your gardening and your yardening uh, chores and things that you do and the way you think when you learn more about uh, being pollinator and bee friendly in your gardening uh, endeavors. All right, quick break. We come back. Phone lines will be open for you. 800-823-8255. Don't forget our website. It's ronwilsononline.com. Facebook page. They have a little chat going on there in the garden with Ron Wilson as well. Be sure to check that out. It's all happening here in the garden with Ron Wilson. made easier with your personal yard boy he's in the garden and he's ron wilson with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.